How are we doing everyone and welcome to Talking to Mod. This is the first episode. Each week we will have a new guest from footballers, musicians, models, actors, boxers, you name it, we're going to cover it. This week we have an absolute gentleman of the boxing world, Darren Barker. The only problem is though, he's a Chelsea fan. I thought I'd say that now before he joins me. But ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the first episode of Talking to Mod. This is Darren Barker. Live, so fucking anything can happen. Right, how's hey, that? There we go. Hey, turn them lights back off again. Right, <laughs> right. How's that now? Is that all right? That's good, mate. Can you hear me? Right. I can hear you loud and clear, mate. Look, I'm outside. I'm actually look. I'm I'm, I'm at a bus stop. Yeah, look at that. That's commitment. Well, do you know what? Funny enough, I'm at a bus stop. I want once went on a stag do. I won't go into too much detail, but for, from. That day onwards, I've always been called Bus Stop Wanker. So uh, I'm saying nothing, mate. I'm saying yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Let's um, leave that one there. But anyway, absolute pleasure, mate. I could hear everything you were saying before. Uh, when you asked how I was, I said, yeah, you know, I am on this little sobriety journey, as um, you are, mate, uh, six months in now, feeling very good, feeling clear, feeling ambitious. Again. You there? I, I'm here, mate. I can hear we're, you. We're having one here, mate. I couldn't really hear you there, Darren. Honestly, you, sorry, can brother. You hear me, can you hear me now? Like, I've got full service here. I can hear you um, now, mate. It just keeps cutting out, man. Well, I, I've got, I'm full up here. I've got full service. Get on top of the bus stop. <laughs> no, but listen, mate. Uh, let's crack on into it, Darren. Do you know what, what made you get into boxing, mate? Um, it was my dad, basically. My old man. He, um, he was, I'm going to walk along here. He was, he was a boxer and I just, it was, I guess I wanted to make him proud, mate. I just, I wanted to make him proud. Um, I went down to the gym, I had my first fight and bang, I was, I was addicted. I was addicted to the feeling of, Winning, or I like, I just, it, it, I can't really explain it, mate. But it made me feel one that I was doing, you know, making my dad proud, and two, I just felt invincible. I felt like I was just, I was just amazed by the smell of the gym, the the competition. I was just, it, just everything, everything. I loved everything about it. I, you know, I still do. I still do, and. Um, don't get me wrong, I was, I was, I boxed for 20 odd years. It was so hard, so hard. Like, I can't tell you how hard it was, but I'll do it all again. I would do it all again. That's good, man. I can tell you've still got such a big passion for it, mate. Uh, so what about, who would you say your heroes were going into the sport? Well, again, my dad, my dad was, uh, was my hero. He, he, um, he boxed as an amateur. But uh, funny enough, I think what what the kind of person that I thought epitomised what a boxer was was Mike Tyson. He was an animal, exactly that. And I, I guess I wanted to be like Mike Tyson. I wanted to be scary. I was, I'm, I couldn't be any further away from it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't be any further away from it. But he was just—he's what I kind of, I guess, I thought a warrior was, a champion was, someone 
that scared the life out of people. Um, I can listen to Mike Tyson now after he's finished boxing. I can listen to him for hours. He just fascinates me, Tyson, in the way he articulates things. And yeah, I, like, honestly, mate, he, he, I guess, for me was, I wouldn't say idol, but someone I thought was somebody I wanted to emulate. Brilliant, mate. I mean, I mean what, and I mean, what a character he is as well. I bet he's got a few stories, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's very open about him. I've, I've heard some mad ones. He was a full-blown lunatic, like yeah. full-blown nutcase. Um, but yeah, I think he's on his he's on his journey as well. I think he's I think he's just a big weed smoker, isn't he? But uh, yeah, he, he was he was a he was a nutter. I don't think many can last the night out with him, mate. I tell you. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so, Darren, this is what I want to know, mate. You're on the way to the ring, right? You've got a bit of you two. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. Blasting in the yeah. background. By the way, is there a is there a reason you had that song? Yeah, there was. So basically, just before the world title fight, I I um, my first attempt at world title I lost in Atlantic City. Then I went back to Atlantic City and Sky. Uh, TV, who were uh, broadcasting the fight back in the UK, they did a little mini documentary, it's an hour-long special on, on basically my build-up to the fight, a bit about me, a bit about my family, uh, a bit about, you know, a bit of everything really, but why I was doing it and what that world title would have meant to me. Look, uh, a, a lot of people within the game who knew me know I lost my brother when I was... I was younger, he was only 19, but he was the real talented one out of the two of us. He won the Junior Olympics, won the Youth Commonwealth Games, um, and he, he was just his heart, and he died in a car accident, and I went off the rails a little bit, I think I might have mentioned to you before, um, just fucking had no respect for anyone, including myself. Uh, in time, I got back in the gym, and I, I thought to myself, if I can't do it for my, if I can't do it with my brother, I'll do it for my brother. Um, and I'd won the British Commonwealth European a couple of times uh, and the only thing that was eluding me was the world title so Sky did this little documentary and at the end of the documentary before the world title fight probably a week before it aired they finished the doc with that song and I remember watching it and, and thinking yes right I, I still haven't found what I'm looking for I'm that close I'm that close to it um, so I picked it I picked it as my ring walk just to remind me, just to give me that extra little bit of percentage. Uh, you know, I knew if I heard that song just before the, the first bell, if it did get tough, it might give me that little edge. So it was more, it was, it was for me and for me only, that song. Mate, Darren, big respect for that, mate. Cheers, Love mate. that. Really do. And fantastic story then, mate. Honestly, that is... Um, and you know what? Going back to that, you have done your brother proud and all that. And not only your brother, you've done your whole family proud, mate. Thank so you, thank you should be very proud much. of that. That means yourself, a lot. Mate. And it's one of the reasons I've done it all. I didn't really ever do it for me. Though I'm proud of what I achieved. It was all for them. It was all for my brother. Yeah, and to hear my dad say he's proud of me, to hear my mum say she's proud of me. And I see a couple of mates on here for them to say they're proud of me. And it means a lot. It means an awful lot. It really does. So thank you. No. I mean it, mate, honestly. So that leads me up to the next part of the question then, because it was a two-part question. So now we know what this song means and fantastic reason, mate. Love it. Um, so what is going through your head 
when you're walking to the ring, and I think after that answer, I think I know what it's going to be. Yeah. Family. The first thing, probably turn around and go back to the changing room. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, you bellin? Um, but generally, it was, yeah, right, okay, let's, let's fulfill a dream. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's tick the final that. box. Let's put that last piece of the jigsaw in the puzzle. Let's, let's finish what we started out to do. And um, that, that, that was it. It was, it was, yeah, I was nervous, don't get me wrong, very nervous, because I knew if I would have lost that fight, that was it. I would have retired and I never would have fought for a world title again. And um, I, I never would have been content. Yeah, I mean, it sounds a little, it sounds a little bit uh, heavy, this, but I probably never would have been content in life. I mean, if I didn't achieve that, I, it, would be, it would have driven me mad. Um, and it was funny actually, just before, so I walked first because I was the challenger and when I got in the ring, um, sort of soaking up the atmosphere, the champion then walked Daniel Gill and then they did the anthems if I remember rightly, but after the anthems, they had a guy, he had a guy because he's champion doing a didgeridoo and it went on for fucking ages, he's doing a didgeridoo and I remember it really winding me up, I was thinking, come on, I want to get going and it was the worst thing that could have happened because uh, well, I won, but it, it wound me up to the point where I wanted to smash it in. <laughs> so, so what about, describe the feeling, mate, if you can still remember it, the last time you walked back out of the ring after your last fight, thinking, that's it now, like, that, that is my last fight. What was down through your head, all the emotions? Well, well, funny enough, I, 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 so I won the fight and... The, the, sorry, am I going to be loud? Right. Oh, Are they coming for you? I don't know. I don't know to turn the other way. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, I, 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 the, straight after the fight, uh, uh, the announcement and the new uh, was read out. Just, well, you know, couldn't believe it. But the, it, it, there was a, I, I was kind of upset to start with. It sounds a bit weird, but my life work had been achieved. I'd set out to win a world title for my brother. So it was, it sounds a bit, you know, a bit sad, but it's how I felt at the time. Um, it was like letting go of my brother a little bit. And I initially dropped to the floor and I'm crying my eyes out because that was my initial fault. That was my first fault. You know, well, you know I've done it. I've, uh, you know, I've got to let go now, uh, which isn't the case, but that's what I felt at the time. Um, and then I remember embracing my mum, my dad afterwards, and just like, wow, everyone, we've done it, sort of thing. They'd, they'd all been on the journey with me. We've done it, we've done it, we've done it. And, um, but I, you know, I don't mind going into a little bit of detail here. With any money I'd earned up to that point, I'd had some good paydays. I'd bought, my, I bought a house, um, and I pumped all the dough into that. So the way boxing works, um, you're, you're either a mandatory challenger or voluntary challenger. Mandatory means you work your way to the top. Number one, the champion has to fight you. Or there's a voluntary defence where the champion can pick, I think it's in the top 15 of the world, you know, someone to fight, a little bit of, you know, defence, get a defence under his belt. And I was a voluntary defence, but with a voluntary defence, they sort of say, here's how much you're getting, take it or leave it. Do you want to fight for a world title or not? And um, I was offered $150,000 to fight for the world title. Bearing in mind, 33% of that is withholding tax. I've got to pay my trainer, manager, but the British Boxing Board of Control get a little bit. So I won the world title. I fucking, I, I didn't have much. I didn't have much after. So 
when I won the title, luckily for me, my mandatory straight away was a German called Felix Sturm. He had a broadcast deal out in Germany, which meant in order for me to go to Germany, they had to pay me and pay me well. So I, if I'm honest, I didn't want to fight anymore. I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, but financially, I had to. I had to fight. And it was, you know, it was tough. It was tough. But I went out, out there. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't phased at all. I thought I had enough in me to beat him. But I didn't. Anyway, long story short, I lost in my first defence. But I stand here now talking to you, Ben. Very content and very happy, you know. And, and it feels weird saying it. But I do feel proud of myself. Um, as I said, mate, brilliant, mate. Fantastic answers. And I'm sure a lot of people are really proud that you are opening up like that. And I love it, mate. Honestly, I, I can't ask for anything more. Thank it's really, really nice of you to be like that. So thank you, Darren. A um, couple more boxing questions and then something totally different. But just want to say this now. So I know you're outside and I don't want you getting mobbed. By, by the way, I'm good, as, I, I, I'm, bit, I'm good as gold here now. I'm dry. I'm, obviously, the service is good. So... Don't, don't, you're good right don't where you are, like, mate. Don't, don't, don't feel like you've got a rush, all right? I'm good as gold here. I'm always good talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the next few questions are talking about me. So, no. Right, let's hang up. Let's go. No, and you know it, mate. You know it. <laughs> so, <laughs> cheers. What I want to ask is, now, you're still involved in boxing, but in a different way, aren't you? Now, is there? how is it for you now? What motivates you now? What motivates me now? Um... Well, there's, I guess, two sides to that question, two answers, really. My, my family, my kids are my wealth. They're my legacy, my four beautiful kids, my lovely wife, uh, my family, who just, I like, could not function, could not uh, continue on this planet without them. Um, they are what make me tick. They are what make me ambitious. They are what make me... Uh, want to wake up every single day and be a better person. And I don't want to sound too cheesy, but that, that is oh, the cool. truth. I look at those. I knock the drink on you because of those. I want to be a better me. I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better son. That, you know, I want to be, a, you know, I want to be all of these things. My family, my children are, that, that, that's my legacy. That is my wealth. That is everything. So that is my inspiration. And that's what keeps me ticking now. And, you know, aside from that, I've got, a few things going on, mate. Um, I look after fighters. I've got a management company with Joe Calzaghe, and I think we've got a wealth of experience that uh, is unrivaled, really. And um, it's important for us to look after people, make sure they're not used and they are guided correctly. Um, what was the initial question again? I've gone off on one, haven't I? No, I don't. Yeah, what, am I what am I so doing? Like... I don't want to be answering something that it wasn't what I was asked. No, no, no. <laughs> mate, you're like me, mate. We make a right good period, don't we? Do you know what it is? My, so, my hand goes under a mile per hour, so I easily forget things. I must have ADHD or something. Well, actually, a friend of mine diagnosed me with it, and I went, that's funny. He went, do you know you got ADHD? And I went, do you reckon? He went, 100% you had. I rang up my wife, right? I went, darling, I went, you know, Chris, he, he reckons I've got ADHD. And she paused for a second. You went, are you serious? And I went, yeah. She went, of course you have. Of course you have. But, but what, uh, you know, I, I, my mind goes under my power. So if I go off on one a little bit, sometimes I forget what, um, what the, I've been asked. The missus says that to me sometimes. Like, we'd be laying in bed and I'd be thinking of this trip to do or something. And it'd be like two in the morning. I'm like, 
I've got to go and practice this trick. I've got to write this down. And she's like, are you all right? Do you know what I mean? Do you yeah. want to sleep downstairs on the sofa again? Yeah, like, I know. That's the way it but, yeah, works, so, mate. But, but other than that, the management company, I'm doing the commentary. I think that's what you asked what I'm up to. Yeah, um, the commentary. And, and, and the commentary, I mean, that is that for me, I'm kind of, I, I don't think anyone probably appreciates their job. Certainly not more than me. Uh, I, I sit there every single fight week and I pinch myself because I, I love this sport as much as anybody. And I sit there and I get to watch these two warriors combat and I get to call the fights, comment out the fights. And I just, yeah, I, I, you know, I live in the dream, mate. In that sense, I'm living the dream. So I'm kind of ticking boxes. I've got the wonderful family life. I've got the guidance with the, with the management where I'm helping. Get, we've got that kind of giving back sense, if you like. And then I've got, selfishly, I'm doing what I love doing, which is commentating on boxing. Brilliant, mate. So there's two more boxing-related questions. And the next one is, is there any up-and-coming fighters that we should keep an eye out for, mate? Well, I mean, I'll jump straight onto that one. And I, I've just got back from Sheffield. I got back on Sunday and I, I was there uh, watching a fight called Dalton Smith. He just won the British title outright. For those who don't know, to win the British title outright, the Lonsdale belt is probably the most beautiful belt in world boxing. Um, and you need to win it and defend it three times. Well, he's just won that belt outright. He beat uh, a scouser called Sam Maxwell, a very good fighter. And it was epic. And he's definitely one to watch. Don't really call him a prospect now. He's probably passed that. But he's still an exceptional fighter. Um, and it, I mean, look, there's some very good younger fighters out there. Leighton Birchall, Nelson Birchall, two fighters that I look after. Uh, Jordan Reynolds is another good fighter. I mean, it, it, I think boxing is, certainly in this country, flying at the minute. There is so much talent coming through. And I think a lot of that stems from the brilliant uh, Great Britain team that we have uh, or set up or facilities, if you want to call it, in Sheffield. And we, you know, I think when I was an amateur, we was kind of a minnow. We didn't really expect to meddle in these tournaments. Now it's a disappointment if we don't. We're we're that good, and what that is, the grassroots of boxing, the amateur scene, is where your stars come from most of the time. So, um, boxing is in a real good place, mate. And though it's hard for me to name a lot, you know, I mean, I, sorry, I could name a lot of fighters, but certainly. Just coming fresh off of that show in Sheffield, Dawn Smith, certainly one that I feel can go all the way. Brilliant. Brilliant. And what about, what advice would you give to people either wanting to get into boxing either for fitness or for youngsters watching it who want to try and pursue a career in boxing? What advice would you give? Don't do it half-heartedly. This is not like other professions. If you don't do boxing properly, you will get beat. And if you're getting beat, it means your opponent's punching you more than you're punching him. It's simple. Um, so, yeah, you've got to commit to this and you've got to really want it. I, I feel if there's any parents out there toying with the idea of, you know, taking their kids down the gym, I think it's a great idea. I think boxing should be in schools. It teaches a lot of kids that don't have the best of upbringings, discipline, respect, controlled aggression. And I think a lot of kids, certainly in London, are missing those values and boxing can certainly install them into most <laughs> don't get me wrong there are some rebellious kids that don't um, listen to the advice given but I, I, I think it's it, I wasn't one of these 
because I had a great upbringing, but it saved a lot of people's lives. And um, I just feel lots of lots more kids could do it. If you're if you're an amateur, if you're uh, you, you're um, you have aspirations of being a world champion, I wouldn't. You know, I'd keep one eye on the dream, but just keep working hard, keep plugging away. My dad always said to me, I'll tell you a few things my dad said, actually. Um, the mentality of a champion is somebody who believes or has to imagine that their opponent is training harder than them. So if you've got that kind of sick mentality, you can't train hard enough in the gym. But I feel that's required to go all the way. You need that mentality. And luckily, I did have it. Um, a little technical, uh, but a little simple. Look, if they can't hit you, for any young fighters out there listening, if they can't hit you, they cannot win. So I think look at defence as the first point of call. Go defensive first and then work on from there. If they can't hit you, they can't win. But if they do hit you, if they hit you, hey, I'll ask you, Ben, if we and you are fighting and I hit you once, how do you beat me? Oh, I'll play dirty. I would. <laughs> <laughs> No, but keeping it simple, I've hit you once. How do you beat me? Try and hit you. Try and hit you twice. There you go. There you go. You can, I think this goes for everything in life. You can overcomplicate things. Boxing isn't a complicated sport. If I hit you more than you hit me, I win the fight. So I think um, not overcomplicating boxing as far as the technical side of things are concerned. Certainly train hard and complicate things in the gym. But when you're in that fight, you just got to outwit, outwork your opponent. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Now, a lot of people don't know this, and me and you didn't even know this until we first started chatting, but we've got something in common. Not only have we got something in common, but we both did it on the same football pitch. <laughs> it was in the same day, in the same game, and we didn't even know. So we've both scored at Craven Cottage. Um, yep. I think mine was a 30... I can't remember now. I forgot about no, no, 60 no, yards. It, 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 it was a penalty. Oh, right, right. I thought it was in the car park when I hit it. I can't but, remember. Um, your, your penalty was better than my goal. Mine was literally on the goal line. It was in tapping. <laughs> the tapping of all tapping. But Ben, as they say, there's no such thing as a bad goal. We did. That's, that's the little boy in the background. He's saying <laughs> over and up. I think, like I said, when we first talked about that, that we both scored at Fulham, I was like... Hang about, we're probably in this. We probably played both played. That was crazy, wasn't it? Sorry, that was the little one there. If you heard that, but yeah, we both ended up playing in the same charity game, and that's just so weird, isn't it? Crazy, crazy, mate. Like it's weird how the stars align sometimes, and things just happen, and these mad coincidences happen. Well, maybe I don't think they are mad. I think these, you know, these are little messages, little strange, strange. Like I say, the stars align sometimes. Exactly. Now we are coming to the end, but. I've asked you why boxing. I want to know this question now. Go on, mate. Why Chelsea Football Club? Funny enough, right? I'm from North London and everyone is Arsenal or Tottenham, uh, literally. Um, but my mum was sort of from North West and she supported. She was my only real inf football influence. Not heavy, but she was a Chelsea fan and uh, I was the oldest, so that was my only influence. Uh, I kind of, when I was, I say, my own influence. I kind of, I had loads of football shirts when I was a kid. I just loved football and I get a bit stick because there's pictures of me wearing other football kits now and they say, hey, shit Chelsea fan, blah, blah, blah. But when I started secondary school, it's when I started really becoming a proper, uh, from year seven, there was a friend of mine back then who was a Chelsea fan and 
because of my mum, well, Lincoln to Chelsea, she used to stand in the shed. Um, so I just, I started, uh, started supporting Chelsea. We used to go down to Hatton Garden, we used to go to the Harlot and the old training ground. I think QPR used it now. Near Heathrow, we used to go down there, we used to go down there once a week. So we ended up starting to get quite friendly with the players and that. Um, and that, that was it, really. Once I, that was the real, that was the first time, I think, when I really got the bug for football. But wow, you know, I'm, I'm, I belong to Chelsea, I'm a Chelsea fan. And um, that was that, yeah. Brilliant, mate, brilliant. And now, as I said, I don't want to keep you from, because in a minute you're going to get mobbed asking for selfies and autographs and all that. That's why I've done it in my house, mate, so I don't want to get pestered. <laughs> But I want to ask you this, mate. What does the future hold for you? Um, good question. That is a good question. I don't know. I'm not content, that's for sure. I'm not finished. Even though I've kind of... I said there, I feel like I've, my last work was to, to win a world title. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. There's something... There's, there's something... I'm not aware of it yet, but something will present itself to me at some point, and I'm sure... It would all make sense. Um, the obvious, though, I, I want to you know, continue to be as good a husband, dad as I can be. Um, but I, there's something, I don't know what it is, Ben, but there's something in me. There's a fire. There's a fire that I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. There's a fire. Like, don't get me wrong, like the commentary, the management, they're all things that I love, but there's something else. There's some, and, it, and it's not financially driven. It's not about money. There's something in me that I don't know. No. I'm, I'm searching for something. I don't know. I've got a fist here. Like, I, I don't know what it is. There's something. There's a calling. I know there's something out there for me that I'm, I'm supposed to do, but I'm still searching. I, I'm searching for it. Um, but you wait. As, soon as, I, as soon as I know, mate, you will wait. know for one of these YouTubers to put big money down for you. That's what it is, eh? Who knows what it is? I don't know. I think it's, it goes... Never say never. I, I, yeah, never say never. But look, don't get me wrong. Fucking, it would never happen. But if Jake Paul called me out, I'd fucking... I'd chin him. But I... Um, it, it, goes deep, it goes deeper than... It goes deeper than um, boxing. There's something... There's something there. I don't know. I, charity. I don't know. There's, there is a fire in me that... I don't know, you know, I spoke about the stars aligning a moment ago. I'm waiting for that to happen. I'm waiting for it all to make sense because um, I'm not content. I'm not, you know, I'm 41, yes, I'm cracking on. I'm, I'm middle-aged, yeah, I'm middle-aged, but I'm fucking, I'm, I'm as hungry as ever. There's something there. There's something, something that I, I'm going to do. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do it. I love that. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll be the fucking best at it. And I'll 100%. make sure I complete it. And just for the record, after what you said, after you've had a go on Jake Paul and knocked him out, I'd like to knock Sevens but shades of shit out of him as well. So I think he's a bit of a mug. But anyway. You can hold the spit bucket if you want. You can be my cut man or something like that. All over that. And I'd be the best cut man you've ever had, son. <laughs> there you go. But listen, just before I go, as I said, I am going to let you go soon because uh, it's been lovely that you have given me your time, my mate. Pleasure. But you, yeah, you did cut out at the beginning and I want to, if you don't mind me saying, me and you got in touch uh, after I did a podcast um, with Dapper yeah. Laughs and, and you got in touch with me and, and said you really enjoyed it and you're on your own journey, I'm still on my journey and uh, I, just, I just want you to touch up on that because you know, yeah, well, there's going to be people. I'm, look, sorry to butt in there, you asked me how I was and it did cut out but I'm, I'm living life right now. 
true HD, higher definition. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on this little sobriety journey. I've done six months and four days or something, and I am living my best life. I am ambitious. I am, I am focused. I am driven. And for the last few years, I've been living a little bit foggy and uh, not living at my best, not being the best husband, not being the best dad, not being the best son, not being the best commentator, not being the best manager. Now, the last six months, I'm being a better everything. And I am, I am just in awe of like, the way I'm feeling. I'm, like, I just, I'm buzzing off of it. Don't get me wrong, I've had a brilliant time drinking and I, and doing silly things, you know. There's stories that I don't regret. There's stories that I I value. But I'm 41 now. I've four kids. You lived. Wow. You lived your yeah, life. I've, I li I've lived through it. And I'm, I'm, um, my mum just said you're always the best son. Thanks, mum. Is that your mum? <laughs> yeah, party. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Party. What's her name? Any, any, anyone, Jackie? So anyone wants any balloons done, any cakes made, or any party decorations? Follow my mum party in her. She is the best. She is the governor. She makes the best balloon arches, does everything. She is the best mum in the in the world. Um, That's brilliant. My, I, yeah. I said I said to my mum yesterday. I met a text there and said, oh, "I'm doing this new little project. I've got a boxer." And she texts me back, going, "Oh, I love dogs." I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, um, listen, I am going to let you go now. But there's no way in the world I can let you go without without showing you a trick, really, is there? Right, by the way, I, I'm going to blow smoke up your backside now. Like, you are incredible, mate. Incredible. One, your journey, your story, was what led me to reach out, DM you, and get your number and have a chat with you because it was inspiring, mate. It was really inspiring, and it's, it's given me um, focus, I guess. And, Thank you. you know, like, it was brilliant. And professionally, you are shit up, mate. You are shit up. Like, that last one, that last one, right? It fucking does my head in. Well, it's witchcraft. It's, it's, it's witchcraft, mate. You're a fucking wizard. You are a wizard. It, you, how are you doing this? You would be. You 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 have been sent from fucking another planet. You're an alien. You're an you're an alien. That's it. You're an alien. You're not human. The thing is, I don't know whether to do the trick now because if I get it wrong, that's going to be all blowing me up for no reason now, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll say he used to be. A, he used to be the bollocks. He used to be. <laughs> Let me try this. Come on, then. Come right. on, then, mate. So, listen, this, this, this is either going to be the best trick you've ever seen. It's going to be the worst one I've ever attempted. But listen, we're going to give it a go. On this on, deck of cards, I've got on. Stick Man. All right. Yep. And his name's Lennon. And I drew him through uh, lockdown. I was bored, and fifty-two playing cards. You know, 52 illustrations of Lennon. He knows one trick and one trick only. Uh, 52 cards in a deck. Just think of the first card that comes to your mind. Yeah. You got one? Yeah. Name it out loud. Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades. That was easy, wasn't it? Now think of another one. Right, I got it. What is it? Eight of hearts. The eight of hearts, yeah? Eight. Eight. Eight, eight of hearts. Right, so now watch the eight of hearts. Let me do this as freely as I can. There we go. There's the eight of hearts, okay? You can see yeah. that? Yeah. Right, so 
that's not much of a trick because I've found it myself. Yeah, but yeah, Lennon's yeah. going to find it now. Watch carefully. Go on. Go on, okay, then. here we go. Watch carefully. And there he goes. He goes in his cannon. He throws the cards. He catches one. And that is the eight of hearts. Just like, what is going on here? Yeah, look, look, look. I can't get it in my head. How have you done that? How Not have chick. you done that? How have you done that? Stop it. Stop it. Oh, but listen, God. man, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I want to thank you. My head's you. gone. My head's gone. How have you done that? How have you done that? Oh, listen, God. I want to thank you, Darren, no. for spending time my with me pleasure, outside. My, my, my absolute pleasure, mate. I look forward to. We've actually, well, other than the football match, never actually properly met in person. So I look forward to that day, mate. Hundred percent. But listen, thank you once again, mate. I really mean it, and uh, it's, you've. You opened up there a lot, and there's going to be people who didn't know you that you were on this sobriety journey who are going to relate to that and think, "Well, if he's doing it, I'm going to do it." So I just want to just want to thank you for doing that, mate. Because My trust pleasure. me, you're going to help a lot of people out there, brother. Nice one, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure for having me on. Mine. Thank you so much. I'll drop you a text later. Thanks for your time, on, mate. All the best. Still God bless you, mate. Bye thank bye. you. Big love. So there we go. I mean, what a what a fantastic first guest! Um, an absolute gentleman who talks from the heart. He's inspired by his family. He's driven to do more. I think that's a bit like me. I'm I'm never happy with where I am, and uh, I'm really happy with how that went for a first guest. So thank you, everyone who joined me. Uh, again, Darren Barker, what a legend! And um, I look forward to seeing you uh, next time on Talking to Mod. God bless you all. Thank you. Let's go.